Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Civ Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by Civ Pop Writer Alex. Hi there. You guys may remember Alex. Alex was on when we talked about Shrek for a nostalgia pick. Uh, Alex, do you remember what movie we talked about in the coming attraction? I believe it was American Pickle. It was American Pickle. Did you end up seeing that? I did. I really liked it. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I don't think I plan on it. Uh, And, you know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe one day. But uh, hey, we're actually here to talk about a new movie review. This is one of the things one of the things that I've been talking about maybe doing for a while on the podcast now is just to give you uh, very brief snippets for uh, what some of the writer's thoughts are on new releases. And so uh, this isn't going to be every week. This isn't going to be even relatively frequently. But I'd say um, I have the schedule. I'm looking at the what m- movies are coming out between now and June. And I'm looking at like maybe maybe the Kingsman, uh, definitely 007, definitely the Last Night in Soho and a Quiet Place week, most likely Black Widow, um, and most likely Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's kind of the ones that we're looking at doing. So like we really want, I really want to hit these big ones that everybody's talking about. Um, uh, you know, some of the other stuff uh, can wait, um, but I think that's that's kind of the idea for these for these bonus episodes. And the, the also the idea is they're not going to be terribly long. Um, so little outline for what's going to go on is we're going to do, um, our, we're talking about soul and wonder woman today. And so we're going to do, uh, our, our reviews on each of those movies. We're going to start off just a simple, like it, love it, hate it. Just like, I think it's just okay. And a tweet length thought about why, uh, and then we're going to do that for both movies. And then we're just going to like say, all right, if you haven't seen them, you know, here's your spoiler warning. Um, so proceed at your own risk. And then we'll talk about, uh, we're going to go soul and then wonder woman in this uh, week, but on weeks that we just have one, it'll just be, there you go. So stop. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that sounds like what that looks about, man, Alex, I'm so excited to talk about these movies, uh, with you because these are, um, some very interesting movies <laughs> this week. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Cool. Well, we decided we're going to start off with Soul. Uh, I think for one reason that I didn't tell Alex about, but uh, but we will definitely get there. So, Alex, Soul, uh, this new Pixar movie streaming on Disney Plus. Did you like it? Love it? Hate it? It's like I think it's just okay. Oh, I really loved it. It's been a little bit of a minute since I've watched a Pixar movie. I think the last one was uh, Inside Out, maybe. Okay. And this just hit me right in the feels. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite Pixar movie? It's got to be Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc.? Okay. And so, like, in terms of your scale of Pixar rankings, about where do you think this would fall? I'd put it uh, possibly a little bit above, like, the, like, definitely above, like, Monsters University and stuff like that. Like, that's very low tier. But, like, uh, even Toy Story 2 and 3, I still think maybe the first might be my favorite. And uh, so, like, Toy Story 1, Monsters, Inc., Incredibles and all that, that's high tier. So it's definitely close to those. And, uh, yeah, it's got to be there for sure. Uh, not the top, but it's it's right close there. Okay. And uh, so why don't you, like, why why do you think Soul is, uh, why do you really love Soul? I really love Soul because uh, it, every time Pixar does something new, I love it. Even though I don't always, you know, watch these, I was just saying, uh, they go into a lot of deep stuff whenever they get the chance. And the concept of just a kid's movie about death and about life is really interesting to make in that format. And this animated and it's just so beautiful. Uh, it's acted well, great performances, and the music is just amazing. And I rewatched it twice and it's just perfect. Sure. 
It looks like there's about 20, there are 23 Pixar movies released as of Soul. Um, so to get a scale kind of of where you think it is, uh, where, where, where do you think if you could put a number on it? Uh, let's see. I, I, if I really thought about it, probably about 10 in total Pixar movies, it's possibly very close to top five for me. Okay. So definitely in the 10, but probably in the top five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I, I am not as high on it as I think everybody else is though. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the low side of love of this movie. I really wanted to love this more. And I think part of that is why is because this movie was supposed to come out in the early summer. And I was excited for it then, and then it got pushed back, uh, and I've just been built with this anticipation. And I think we're going to see that with a lot of these 2021 movies. Um, just it's such a built anticipation, and for it to just be a you know decent movie. And I think Soul is much better than a decent movie. Um, I don't, I don't really know why though. Um, uh, I, I just, I really loved it. I just, to me, it didn't have the magic that a normal Pixar movie does. And I think. There's a good chance it's because we're watching it on Disney Plus as opposed to a theater. Uh, I did watch this with my in-laws, um, so maybe that's uh, something I, I typically don't watch movies with them. And um, you know, I we do watch movies. It's just normally like older stuff, uh, and, and it's definitely usually my third or fourth time seeing something. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that had an effect on on something. Uh, my personal favorite Pixar movie is Inside Out, and so I really thought that this was going to come close uh, because this is very similar movie, but it. I'm on the low side. I loved it. If there's uh, if there's twenty since there's twenty three Pixar movies, I'd say this is probably about like somewhere between ten and fifteen for me. I mean, this is way better than Cars two. Uh, this <laughs> is probably better than Monsters University, but I like Monsters University. Um, and I I would put this above Up because I I think Up's a decent movie. Pat after the first five minutes, I think the first five minutes are of course excellent. Uh, this isn't as good as Wally. In to me, uh, this isn't as good as Inside Out, Toy Story Three, Toy Story. Um, I probably I probably like this about as much as I like Coco, huh. if that makes sense. Um, hey, uh, did you cry? I didn't cry, but I definitely teared up. It, it hit me there. Okay, I just uh, I mean, every, almost every Pixar movie can make me cry, and I, and I didn't for this one. Um, so I think maybe that factored into that. Uh, I don't I don't know how to describe that I didn't super love this movie, but I did really enjoy it. I don't want you to think I didn't. Um, I'm just on the low side. I loved it. So. I get that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, we will talk more about Soul uh, after we give our initial thoughts about Wonder Woman. We can talk about in depth, talk about anything that we want there. But uh, Alex, uh, the big question, Wonder Woman 1984. Do you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, think it's just okay? I disliked it. Okay. I feel bad because I really wanted to like it. <laughs> I uh, I think I am bordering, didn't like it, and it's just okay. Um, I think I like this movie more than most people that I know, though. Because a lot of people that I know, and definitely film Twitter, is just, everybody's hating this movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this isn't an abomination, but this is far from, like, excellent. Um, yeah. So you said you said that you've rewatched both these movies. I've only seen these once, uh, and you said one of them got better with a rewatch, and one of them didn't. Am I right to assume that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four got worse on the rewatch? Yeah. And what what I didn't like on that rewatch was I because you know on the first go you're just you're taking that seat and you don't know what to expect and everything's just coming at you for the first time. On that second watch, I realized this movie's kind of boring for most of the end of the first act and the second act and even sure. when it gets to its third act it's just like okay we're gonna end now 
Okay. Um, yeah, I and I I think that's a common experience too because I know Aaron Dicer has seen this twice now, at least twice, and he said and he was at a two and a half star rating at first, and after the second one, he bumped it down to a two. So I don't think you're alone in in rewatchings really hurt this movie, which is just a shame. Um, so, but what's your experience with DC? Are you uh, are you a, a fanboy in either direction, or do you like just in general? think superhero movies are okay like i i really want to like dcu movies but nothing since the nolan movies have really made me want to love dc (laughs) my love for dc is weird because i whenever they was starting the you know this universe back in 2016 with the first two movies that was not man of steel but you know that was opening the universe with like dawn of justice and suicide squad i was really excited for it because i love all these things from like video games and everything and just seeing an adapted live action you know from the comics was going to be amazing and it was a letdown and it took a little bit until stuff like the first wonder woman came along and shazam and aquaman and birds of prey until i started really liking it and i am enjoying it right now i just i i don't like that it's such a rocky road of what's good and what's not good and this adds to that road of not good and i just i only go to these movies i'm like i just want to see a good movie (laughs) and when i don't get one it just you know it really saddens me sure uh yeah i i I totally get that um the review that i wrote for this movie uh on letterboxd uh it simply just says that Oh gosh, see if I can pull it up real quick. There we go. Um, a, a lot of this movie just didn't really click for me. Um, and it, there's just really nothing special about it. Um, and we'll talk about more of that in, in spoilers. But uh, but here is your official. You've gotten our reviews. Um, we both are in the disliked it camp for Wonder Woman. And we're both in the loved it camp for Soul. So I, I figured that's kind of where we'd be. I I pictured you would probably actually hate Wonder Woman um, just because of where what people are talking about. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, and it sounds like we'll get to a little bit of different experiences in uh, in why. Um, so here's your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen these movies, uh, you've you've gotten your uh, official snapshot, and you can return to this episode later if you want, um, or if you've seen them both and you want to keep listening, then let's do it. So Alex, uh, let's go back to Soul for a minute. Um, what do you want to start talking about with these spoilers? Uh, I'm just really impressed in how Pixar made a movie about death. And didn't make it feel as dark as that concept sounds, especially because it has to be aimed towards families. That was one thing that did really impress me, just from the concept alone. But just, I like movies that do make me appreciate life more. And that's exactly what Soul is. It it adds on to that pile of, like, life is beautiful no no matter what way you look at it. And yeah man i just that's where it really hit me in the feels those last like 20 minutes and i what you said about how it doesn't feel like it's trying to be top tier pixar that's actually what i like about the movie because pixar every time feels like they have to keep going and building and every time they come out that's why i kind of took like a small break from pixar because it's like man they just keep knocking out of the park and that's amazing and i'm I'm really glad that they do that but that's why i also liked souls because it's just like we got a job we're coming in we're doing it and we're walking away and we did it Sure. Yeah. Um, you bring up an interesting point. This is something I was thinking about a lot today is that I think soul is the first Pixar movie that the kids were not the first audience in mind because like monsters Inc is very clearly made for kids. Toy story is very clearly made for kids. I mean, toy story three is kind of made for like teenagers, um, but kids can enjoy it. Uh, I think Pixar is the first movie that like 
is, or at least percentage-wise, is more for the adults, uh, or at least like as much for the adults, or you know maybe it's like thirty percent for the adults because um, you know this is still animation, but this is this is a deep movie. They don't go for a lot of the kids' jokes, and what's interesting is a lot of the kids' jokes uh, were the things that had my in-laws cracking up. And um, there's so there's the scene where they try to eat pizza as the souls, and it just goes straight in and you know just straight throughout the body. My mother-in-law just absolutely died laughing and i'm like okay okay i guess i guess adults are laughing at poop jokes now uh, and like i'm for that you know laugh at what you think is funny poop is funny um but i i, I just thought was, that was really interesting but there was a lot of really clever uh jokes and a lot of really clever intricate philosophy that i think makes adults think and i think one of the things i'm really excited for this movie is about the conversations that parents get to have with their kids after watching it yeah so. Oh yeah, that's uh, exactly what added on to what I was saying about how just it's more for the adults. And uh, as a kid, you're probably going to ask a lot of questions. Watch, ask you know, watching this movie, and that makes you you know go and ask your parents a whole lot more and learn a whole lot more together. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if I can kind of place where why I didn't really love this movie, why, why I just loved it, uh, you know, just loved it sounding like I didn't like it at all. Um, why I'm in sort of the low side of loved it. And it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's not as funny as most Pixar movies, although it is really funny still. It's just, you know, even onward had me rolling, uh, at moments. I don't think there was ever a time that I like really laughed during this movie. Um, I, I like I said, it didn't make me cry and even onward like made me cry. And, uh, I'm just only, I'm only saying onward just cause that's the most recent Pixar example. Uh, but most Pixar movies do make me cry. And, uh, um, I, I don't, I don't know. This one just didn't, and it, it's, it's perhaps the environment I watched it in. So I'm interested for a rewatch for this one. Uh, but as of right now, it, it didn't make my top five of the year. And, hmm. uh, that, that surprised me. So I'm pretty sure I only have two, two movies this year that are five stars. Um, there's a lot of four and a half though. So, um, I have, I've really only one thing about soul that I want to say besides that. And that's that, uh, so one of the things that my wife told me about when we watched Coco, uh, cause that was right about the time we started dating. Uh, we, so we watched Coco together and one of the things that she taught me, cause you know, the movie starts and the credits roll and you know, I don't, if I'm in the theater, I stay for the credits. Uh, but if I'm at home watching, I typically don't. And, um, I, we got to the end when the credits started rolling, I was about to turn it off. She's like, what are you doing? Don't turn it off. Because at the very bottom, the last credit that they have on or almost the last credit on every Pixar movie is they have Pixar babies. And so the employees of Pixar, anytime they have kids is listed at the bottom of the credits. Did you know this? Yeah, I knew about it. Okay, so th- I'm just late to the game then. This is a super, <laughs> super creative, super cute idea. Uh, did you stick around for the Pixar babies at this one? I did not. Okay, that, look, that's that's fair. Um, I just I thought th- to me this was the best part of the movie, and it's just because I thought it was so clever, creative, and in- incredibly cute. Uh, instead of saying Pixar babies at the bottom, it says recent U sem- se- uh, U- recent U seminar graduates. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. So, um, yeah, I, th- I do think this is going to reward, uh, rewatches. And so I'm excited to do that. Um, the voice casting is, is, is terrific. I don't think we need to say anything about that. Right. And animation is glorious. Oh yes. Spectacular. <laughs> well, and especially like I watched animal crackers a couple days before this and animal crackers is a charming, cute movie, but 
it does not have the budget that that, uh, Pixar has. And so seeing Mm -hmm. good animation as opposed to Pixar animation was was really, really something uh, that caught my eye this time around. Uh, Do you have anything you want to say? I mean, I I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about these movies, but uh... the final thing I just wanted to add on is uh, I am glad that I did get a chance to watch this, you know, right as soon as it came out uh, because the whole Disney plus thing, I would, I would prefer to go see this in theaters, of course, but it gave me an opportunity to jump back on Pixar and it actually has fueled. Like, I kind of want to go back and watch all the ones I missed because like I said, I've just been out for a while and I'm excited to go back and check out stuff that I missed. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Um, man, and it says something as having not seen too many movies in theaters this year when a movie at home can still grasp my attention for the whole time. Um, yeah, this one did that. So there we go. Well, all right, Alex, let's do it. Let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, where do you want to start? I want to start with the fact that somehow... Uh, <sighs> I'm laughing because it's just so much because I just like 10 minutes before we start recording I, I finished my second rewatch and oh boy is there just so much that they just throw at you in that last act about uh, Pedro Pascal has uh, all those abilities to make those wishes and just how ridiculous it becomes and I guess we're just officially at like it's canon but it's not canon because if you try to tie this into anything else that wonder woman has been involved with in the dceu makes no sense at all and i'm just laughing so hard about how because there was a tweet somebody made that was like oh bruce wayne probably had to revoke his wish about making his parents come back (laughs) after like 10 minutes about that (laughs) oh i love that Man, this so this is um this is a good place to start because I think this is my biggest problem I have with the movie. Um, I have a lot of problems with this movie actually, uh, but this I think was my biggest problem. Is this is such a so one of the problems with making a prequel to an existing universe is you have to establish itself in that world, but also don't overstep your boundaries. I think the Planet of the Apes trilogy has done a great job at this. Um, I'm I, I'm curious to see how Black Widow is going to do this. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't know that Marvel handled Captain Marvel that well in this, re- this regard, but it certainly wasn't as bad as this. Uh-uh. Um, because when you make something that takes place beforehand, um, you know, I, how on earth did all of this happen? And it's not relevant at all in any of the future Wonder Woman, you know, the, the Batman versus Superman or the Justice League, presumably not the Snyder cut. Uh, like, you know, how is it? that this big of a thing happened uh that uh that this yeah the the whole world was under control by at one point and like when you when you start to think about all of the wishes that have to be renounced how many people aren't renouncing their wishes which is going to create things that would have happened between 1984 and whenever batman versus superman takes place so um Man, that really, that really picked a nail with me. I'm like, this is uh yeah, the first Wonder Woman does a good job of existing just there. Um, and it's okay. But this one just did an awful job at that. 
I do want to say, even though I didn't like this movie, I did enjoy some things about it. Like, this is probably, uh, the more and more I keep seeing Gal as Wonder Woman, I'm loving it. And the only thing I could think about when I saw her on screen is I cannot wait for her to meet Shazam. Like, I I really can't wait for that. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. I didn't I didn't even think about that actually because you think about like Wonder Woman meeting, uh, um, you know, Batman, Superman, and things like that. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. Um, I wanna I wanna focus on uh, on on some of the positives just for a minute. Uh, the things I think are great are Gal Gadot, as you mentioned. I think she's awesome. Um, she is Wonder Woman, and there's that. Uh, I think the score here is incredible. It's one of the things I definitely noticed. I mean, Hans Zimmer is Hans Zimmer. Um, so that's great. But there was there was moments specifically any time where she's flying, whether it's the jet or um, like making herself fly, which, by the way, that's another thing. Does she actually fly in Justice League? No, she jumps really, really far. OK, so that's so it's the stupid thing again like this, like, you know, it's the same thing where you have like, let's take Batman, uh, the, the Rocksteady video games, for example. When they made Ar- Arkham Origins, Batman had so many gadgets that he didn't have in Arkham Asylum, and especially like the electrocutioner's gloves, that it's like, <laughs> well, why doesn't he have these anymore? This is like, this is stupid. Like, you, you, Rocksteady did not do a good job of making a prequel um, in terms of gadgets, things like that. And, you know, so, like, why can't, you know, <laughs> she doesn't have the. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so the, the score I thought was terrific, especially in the flight scenes. Um, Gal Gadot is terrific. And I think ultimately there's some good messages about. Uh, you know, you can't always have what you want. And when you get what you want, a lot of times that deters you from the things that are important in life. And, uh, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think that's about all the positives I have to say. Pedro Pascal's okay for what he's given, but I think the whole concept of the Dreamstone and him becoming the Dreamstone is like ludicrous. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I could uh, think the entire time. When, when he finally said it and was like, I am the stone, I was like, oh no. As, it's just it's just that thing of, I was sitting, so I, I did see this in a theater actually because we oh, were nice. able to get, we were able to get a theater to ourselves. Um, so I felt comfortable going. Um, and I, maybe that helped my experience. Uh, but the, as as things were happening, I was just like, oh my God, like, this is really the concept that they're going for. Like this, this is the big crux of this movie is this idea of this dreamstone. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that should be the thing. <laughs> Can I bring up one thing real quick? I know we're trying to focus on oh, positives, yeah. but I just oh, wanted yeah. to bring no, no, this. I'm done with positives. We're good. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, last positive before I move on, what I was going to say, it's shot great. It really is. That's true. Uh, well, I don't. All right, so it's shot great. I don't think it's an improvement at all over the first Wonder Woman, though. I I agree with that. It's I, th- shot I think great, it, yeah. I think it even digresses a little bit. I don't think That's the action scenes are anywhere near as creative or as good as the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's just more glamour shots of like shots, not actual sure. sequences. Yeah, I get that. But yeah. I was gonna say the music. How you said how you thought the score was really good. I do think the score was good. But did you notice how there was a couple of stuff that in here that was actually recycled? I mean, that's Hans Zimmer for you. Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, I got pulled out of the third act when Pedro Pascal was trying to go up in that thing and Diana's up against the wall trying to tell him something because all I could hear was the opening to Batman v Superman. I was like, I'm not even listening to the dialogue. I know this music by heart by now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I mean, Hans Zimmer just recycles a lot of his stuff, um, which is okay, you know, because people still hire him, and we still consider him one of the greatest <laughs> composers. So, um, yeah, I I didn't notice that, but um, I'm glad that you did. Um, and I'm sure it is something that I will notice in the future. Uh, one, one last positive, I noticed that I was done. Uh, I think the Linda Carter cameo was was really great. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, um, I thought I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah, I I really liked her suit as well. The, the oh, yeah. suit. Uh, I'm just mad that she only wore it for like half a second. <laughs> and it was mostly at night, which is right. like the worst well, I mean, that's treatment. Just to cover bad CGI. That is true. So. Um, my final, I think, big gripe about this movie is that I I really love Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, but I think that her character was incredibly rushed. Uh, very very same opinion to uh, um, Dane DeHaan as Harry in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. What should have happened in both of these franchises is that well, so so with Green Goblin, it should have been Harry turns to Green Goblin in the future movie in a future movie. Uh, we should have had at least one movie with just Harry. Um, whereas this one, we should have had Kristen Wiig as this, uh, uh, gosh, I'm Mercedes character, Mercedes, right? Dude, I forgot that she was in the movie until you brought her up. <laughs> so we should have had her, like her, her character, um, exist, but entirely as the peon that they set her, uh, to be in the beginning where everybody's ignoring her. Everybody's not treating her right. Um, and, and frankly, Make Diana not treat her right um, because they even do that a little bit where uh, Krista Wiig's trying to go out to lunch with her and uh, and Diana says no, um, you know she she doesn't want to, uh, <laughs> but she you know she makes an excuse right I'm busy, um, and then later when she has something that she wants she totally uses her uh, they should have played into that for the whole movie uh, make Diana wrong even wrong um, Cheetah and then you make Cheetah the third villain. And you can even set it up the same way. She made her wish to become special and powerful and things like that. And it turned her into Cheetah. And she didn't renounce her wish. And now you have your your third movie. Yeah, that would have worked, you know, way better than what we got here. Because it seemed like they were setting it up. And then it was just like, well, we did this part. So we're good to go, right? And they just leaned into right. it. Yeah, I think, I think this movie was... Uh, was set up for when they announced Cheetah. I'm like, I'm here for it. But Cheetah was not the focus at all for this movie. And uh, I, I think that was a shame, uh, especially because Cheetah is such a prominent Wonder Woman villain. And uh, yeah, I, I just think they kind of, kind of flopped with it. I, this movie does all the things about Wonder Woman, right? Like just a little bit less good than they were done in the original Wonder Woman. And the things that they fumbled, they still completely fumble in this movie. Uh, it's really not a great third act. Um, it, um, you know, takes itself a little bit more seriously. I also, at one point in the movie, maybe you can testify to this at one point in the movie, I really thought I was watching a Spider-Man movie because (laughs) 90% of the action is her swinging on that lasso. Yeah. Oh yeah. So many shots of her just going, and then you just watch her swing. And what was worse is sometimes she would swing in the lasso and there would be nothing around. Like, it's almost like when you play Spider-Man on the PS4 and there's, nothing above you but you can still swing <laughs> and it's like you go into what? photo mode and look at where the web is and it's just air right it's like i don't know and i I'm sure maybe the lasso could extend for as long as it needs to but at some points it felt like i was watching a spider-man movie and the physics were like and i'm not normally one that's bothered by physics uh like that i'm normally willing to suspend my disbelief but these were 
beyond disbelief. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't hate this movie, um, but I don't really see myself watching it in the future too much. Um, and I really wanted to like the Steve Trevor lost in time kind of bit, but I don't know. I just didn't um, partly because I think the only good moments were shown in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, Oh, all this is art. And he's just staring at a trash can. Like, Oh no, that's a trash can. Like, Oh, okay. Like I wanted to like that. I liked it in the trailer. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of a one and done joke. Um, my, my family on the other hand, especially my in-laws had a, had an amazing time at all the clothing jokes because this is 1984. Um, and as somebody who was negative 15, 16 years old, yeah, they just didn't get me. <laughs> oh, negative 10 or negative 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and do, you, do you have any more thoughts? I think I'm all tapped out. Aside from uh, Steve Trevor, like uh, I thought that that was going to maybe save this movie for me because I was already liking Gal enough. I was like, awesome. These two in the first movie work perfectly. And they have a few scenes where they interact. And the movie's like, yeah, but we got a movie. So it just keeps going along and uh, just sort of eh with them. And another thing, Cheetah. Man, it's going to be a while before Cheetah bounces back because they haven't been doing anything good with her in adaptations lately. Like in Justice, she's not good. And in here, she's not good. And this definitely ruined her reputation for a few years. Uh, they use her well in the DC animated movies. I think she's in Justice League War. I, I know she's in Apocalypse War, Justice League Dark. Um, I think they use her well in the DC animated universe, but they use all those characters well. That Almost is true. all those characters well. Um, yeah. And, uh, so did you have an idea on how you thought they were going to bring Steve Trevor back going in? I thought that maybe it was, man, uh, I wanted, uh, I had, I couldn't even really settle when watching the trailers and thinking about how they were going to bring him back because I was like, maybe she's just going crazy and misses him so much that she's seeing him everywhere, which I almost kind of would have preferred that. I, I think I would have preferred that based off of what we got. Yeah. Um, my, my theory was that Steve is going to appear. We're not going to know how all of a sudden he's just going to be there. And, uh, and during the post credits, it would be revealed that flashpoint happened and wonder woman 1984 takes place in a parallel universe where man of steel, BVS justice league, uh, theatrical never actually happened, which then would also give them to write to canonize. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. And then you just move forward with, so you have Wonder Woman, you have Wonder Woman 1984, and you have the Snyder Cut, and anything else doesn't necessarily have to exist, but can. You know, like, so they can still legitimize Shazam and just say, well, you were watching the Flashpoint version of that. Um, And, you know, just take your good movies, take your good properties and move forward with them. And the rest of them, it gives it would give them free uh, free will to 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 reign, and so I just thought this was going to be a flashpoint type situation uh, revealed in the credits, where somehow Steve Trevor um, lived or you know never died or was teleported because of the Speed Force. That's because that's the thing about comics is with some of these characteristics like the Speed Force, you can write it in to say whatever you want. Um, and I don't know that that's the right way that they should have gone, but that's really what I thought. Like this is the best way to do it. Hmm. Yeah, I, that actually sounds way better. And now I'm even more upset at this movie that didn't try to build on the universe. Well, hey, here's the here's the deal. Uh, as we're recording, we're recording this Sunday night, and uh, uh, so you know this came out a couple days ago. Um, they they just announced today that they're trying to fast track a Wonder Woman three because it has already made eighty eight million dollars world worldwide somehow. 
plus all the HBO Max streams, uh, which I know most people have seen it on that. So, man, does does this movie make you want a Wonder Woman three? I say go ahead and finish it because there was enough good in the first movie that definitely was worth making a second movie. And, you know, I don't imagine that Gal Gadot is going to want to play this character forever. I I think she's definitely still got a few years left. And I think the appearances that she's going to make in these other movies and maybe one final one, I think that that would do it just right. You know, it's been almost five years at this point and who knows how much longer she's going to want to keep doing this. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I would say, uh, to me, I, I don't really want another in-the-past Wonder Woman movie after this one, um, based off of the way that this was handled. And uh, so I'd be okay with either alternate reality or a, you know a modern-day Wonder Woman sequel. But I do think that something needs to be changed with um, either the studio needs to get a little tighter on the Wonder Woman franchise. My guess is they just let Patty Jenkins do whatever she wanted because the first one was such a success. Uh, I think the studio needs to get a little tighter or they need to have extra or different screenwriters on the movie, perhaps even a non Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman movie um, just to breathe some fresh air into and, and kind of redeem, uh, redeem itself. Um, I, I think that uh, th- those would be the things that really excited me, but I do like gal in this role. I do want to see more of gal in this role. Um, I just don't want more movies yeah. that aren't as good as she is in the role. So makes sense. Great. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, take your time to do this relatively mini review and uh, and get your thoughts out on there about Soul and Wonder Woman. And uh, you know, for you listening at home, you know, you can expect these with some huge releases. If you're if you're enjoying them, then let us know. The writers room at sifpop.com. If there are specific movies that you want us to cover, uh, same thing. Writers room at sifpop.com or DM me on Twitter uh, at Schweitcastle. Just let me know. Uh, hey, you know, I know you said you're probably not going to do like. You know, cherry or something like that or whatever the whatever the the, the messed up poster this last week on twitter you know had the, had the yeah. you know it's like i know you didn't say you're gonna do cherry but would you do cherry you know sure i'll consider it um so um so yeah feel free to hit us up there and alex people can find your stuff at i'm on twitter i changed my at since last time so now it's at a man makes vids and i'm also on youtube at a man reviews and stuff so you can find me there awesome yeah um that's uh Alex is a great follow, and uh, I subscribe to his YouTube channel, and you should as well, and check out all his new content. But hey, Alex, uh, it's been great chatting these movies with you. I loved it, man. Thanks for having me on. But, you know, we got to get back to the writer's room.